Welcome to the Heroes of Reality podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. What does it really take to build a tech community? What does that look like from the ground up? Well, on today's podcast, I have Esri Devora. She is listed as Inc. Magazine's top 30 women in tech to follow. Harper's Bazaar says that her podcast is the top 10 to listen to, and she is one of the faces of the Clubhouse app icon, the most influential audio social app, uh, creator of the WeAreTechLA.com, unifying the LA tech ecosystem via the first LA tech startup podcast and localized Silicon Beach community event calendar plus offline experiences. We're going to ask more about these offline experiences. Uh, producer and host of the hashtag Women in Tech podcast uh, to share the stories of actionable empowerment. Listeners walk away feeling if she can do it, I can do it, which is a wonderful heroic belief. So without any further delay, I'd like to welcome Esprit. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Yay! So excited to be here, Heroes of Reality. Dylan, should we tell them the secret of the reality of me being here right before we started? <laughs> well, the, the secret was, is, you know what? You believed you could do it and you did it. You came on strong, you know? <laughs> I, I know you had some resistances to doing video. I know we kind of, I feel like it's kind of like a, like a, you know, oh my God, we're going live yeah. and you're on video. Yeah. And list out your childhood secrets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's funny is a lot of people think that because I have accolades that I have, that mm -hmm. everything is just flawless and easy and been there, done that. And the truth of the matter is before Dylan and I started recording, like I was freaking out. He was like, mm -hmm. we're going to be on video. I like ran in my bathroom to put on makeup. And then, and then I was like freaking out over my bra strap. So I changed my shirt. Like I was just like a normal human freaking out. Like anybody else would freak out for their very first podcast interview. So it does not matter that I've done over a thousand podcast interviews. I like, I was freaking out. <laughs> you did great. Well, it's funny. So there's, there's something about, um, I've, what I've seen is people that have been kind of tempered through the fire, right? They 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 smile as they walk into the abyss, you know? Yeah. And that was kind of the, the feeling I had from you. You're like, wow, I'm totally uncomfortable. Wow, we're going to be doing this. <laughs> wow, this is, oh, I am totally not ready. Things aren't working. Everything's on. It's okay. Let's just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I could tell that's a, that I feel like you're tempered in that kind yeah, of things. That right? is true. That is true. But I am glad for your patience and compassion. I think I was talking about this this morning with uh, my cohort group that mm. it's very powerful to lead with compassion. Like everybody's going through something different. And if we could take that beat to understand or at least have empathy for where someone else is coming from, it just leads to more kind, connective communication. Because if you're like, what do you mean you're not comfortable with video? And I'm like, I'm just not. You know, it's like creates this like weird combative energy. Instead, Dylan was like, take your time. It's totally okay. You're safe. You know? I, I appreciate you uh, saying that. And I, I think segueing it into like techs and startups and things yeah. like that, a lot of things that happens like entrepreneurs are supposed to be the hero for the community. They're supposed to be yeah. of service. But yeah. it's sometimes so hard that we get combative, right? As a as a startup it's owner, true. Like that. there's like this, like, oh, it's not fair. It should have been easy. If yeah. only I was like that online guy who made a billion dollars. Yeah. Why is it so hard? And then something doesn't happen, and then you're the enemy, right? Hundred percent. That that yeah. toxic, yeah, victimizing leadership mm -hmm. startup stuff. Like, I, I, have you 
you've seen it in the culture, right? How, I how see it in myself. Mm-hmm. I see it in myself where I am like, why does that person have something that I've worked so hard for? And why don't I have that? And then I have to stop and say, hey, did I ask? Mm-hmm. And one thing that I kind of, I kind of, I completely prided myself on in my career was that I don't ask for things. I do things selflessly, all this stuff. But there's a lot of power in, in, in I guess, in the right way, like knowing how mm-hmm. to ask and asking consistently. So there's this company that I'm involved, um, I'm like moderately involved in. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a, a male founder and he sent out his investor report. And at the very end of his investor report, it says, and here's what I need with his three asks. I'm like, you know, never in my life have I sent an email like that. Like, and for him, it was just like, of course he's sending that. And I'm like, you know, I need, I need to evolve. I need to include, if people don't know what I need, then they'll just assume that I have everything. Mm. That's a great point. And there's this thing that I've, I've seen that happens where people are afraid to ask for a sale, ask for what they want, ask for. So, so what do they do? They tend to go into nonprofits. They tend to, certain spaces right that and then what happens they give they give they give so much that they just they they flip and like yeah you know, i'm completely out of that i'm going into wall street yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm yeah, going yeah, in yeah. the exact opposite because enough of them it's time for me right versus yeah. that that healthy you know asking but also yeah. at the same time is like is that and, I, and i've seen this for myself is that asking you have to be willing to accept the rejection and sometimes that's crippling it i hurts. mean that and I'm not a transactional person. So I don't like the idea of ask like doing something for someone else with the expectation to get something in return or mm. asking in this transactional way. But I like to think about it or where I'd like to evolve into is more of a story sharing. Like mm. FYI, here are the pain points in my life or FYI, here's what I'm looking for. Just mm. kind of in general, even if I had a personal, I don't, but even I was thinking about this, even if I had a personal newsletter and they would just share like what's going on, whoever wanted to be plugged into what I have going on. And then at the bottom, here are my ass for the week. Mm-hmm. I could even be like, here are my, the gives and here are my ass, like however I want to do it. But to just never share asks anywhere yeah. is how I have, operated in my career. And I'm not Mm. so certain that that was right. I was so adamant about not being transactional that I think I did a disservice to myself and to my community. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard, that's a, it's a really, really hard piece of, because I mean, I think a lot of people want to be an entrepreneur, but a lot of people are, 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 you know, will do everything besides the, the number one thing, which is, you know, monetize it. Yeah. Which is the asking for the, which is, you know, the marketing yeah. and the sales and yeah. you're putting yourself online when you don't want to go online. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Put yourself out there. I had, I had a really big issue with putting myself online when I first did the podcast. I was like, everyone's going to judge me. They're going to think I'm, you know, weird or, or dumb or whatever the thing is. And like, they're all going to like, there's going to be like floods of hate comments and, you know, and you know, very rarely do I get that. Occasionally I'll get commentary from an old podcast from a long time yeah. ago going, why'd you do it that way? I'm like, dude, that was like a hundred podcasts ago. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, it's hard, man. It's a hard thing to like being in the, like the tech startup space or the, the you know, startup space at yeah, all. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you gotta, gotta, like, you can only grow as big as your business allows you, like, as you're comfortable with expanding. 
right? Yeah, um, and and I think you made a really great point. Is I notice all these tech companies they raise money, they they do all these builds, everything, and they um they make money last. Mm. it's so common. It's almost all companies, but it's just, it's a little bit confusing to me because how do you know if it will work unless anyone wants it? And so there's like so much that goes into the building and the creative mm -hmm. and you don't even know if anyone wants it yet. That's terrifying. That's so terrifying because I mean, there, there's a couple of ways that you could build something. You could build something like off of like, oh, well, I'm solving my own problem. I'm scratching yeah. my own itch. Right. And you just, you know, you go into it. And it's a real, it's a real thing that you believe that people are going to pay for. But like, unless the, the, what I've noticed is that sometimes, uh, cause this I'm in tech, right? I do, yeah. you know, but before this, I used to, I used to be in like the food truck space, yeah. uh, like gourmet food trucks and all that jazz. Cool space. And, yeah, I was, it was, I was, uh, uh, burgers and, and VR, I'm a professional big kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I've noticed is that a lot of time people don't want to hurt your feelings. And when you ask somebody, do you like, do you like my burger? They take by go, mm -hmm, it's great. But yeah. what they're really saying is like, I just want this conversation to be over and I don't want to hurt your feelings, yeah. but what they're setting you up for failure because you're like, well, no one's ever told me that my stuff sucked. Yeah. And so why is nobody buying my stuff? Right. And then you get yeah. in a situation where you've invested your life and years and tons of money and all that fun stuff. And you're struggling, you're ripping your head up because no one's got that that bravery to, to tell you, hey, man, um, you're a nice guy, but your food sucks. Yeah. And I don't know what to tell you, but you should probably fix that. And that's, totally. a, that's, that's a hard place to get to, you know. Totally. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that like. Like. If, if people would just, if you would see if they would pay for it, then you know right away if, if they <laughs> authentically like it or not. For sure. Yeah. But asking for the sale before you have the, the thing The rejection. Built. No, yeah. but like it's, I think it's not even asking for the sale before it's built. It's the rejection that we're mm. afraid of. Mm -hmm. At least I know I've been there. Like, oh my gosh, what if, what if they don't like the price? What if they don't like this? What if they don't like that? And then you do nothing at all because that that rejection of just it feels so personal yeah yeah you're attached to it right you're attached to it and yeah. you know one thing like i notice is that like when you when you first start out in any space right whether for me it's burgers or whatever you're in you feel like a fraud you feel like an imposter impersonator and so and then when someone rejects yeah. the thing that you make they're rejecting you because you me personally i'll speak to myself yeah, yeah. right when someone rejected the thing that I, I i made right away i felt like they were rejecting me and it, and it yeah. hurt me. But the but the people that I've seen, like mentors that I've had in this space that are like say design mentors or whatever it's like, there's there's they've made so many of them. There's nothing personal to it because they've they've been cut so many times. They've been tempered through the fire. And that's like yeah. when I saw you come on when I come on stage or you know, show up in the in the virtual stage right <laughs> now. You're like, you're like, well, I'm not ready and my bra's not ready and this isn't ready and I'm not this. And like there was like this comfortability just kind of like going through the motions and being through it. it's like, yeah. And so you might have some, possibly some anxiety from it, but you're still marching along. There wasn't a personal, um, yeah, it wasn't about to be like, I can't do this. Do you know, I've had, I've actually had a lot of, um, I have two podcasts and I've had oh. a lot of potential podcast guests not do the podcast because they felt so insecure about where they are in their career or their um, accent or it's just such a shame. Oh, it's such a shame. It's just like, 
just go for it. Just go on. I just, I can't stand that people are, you know, uh, missing an opportunity to elevate themselves because they're letting their insecurities get the best of them. Absolutely. But I mean, that's the thing is like, is that super trite statement is that most people live lives of quiet desperation, right? And they just, yeah. they desperately want, uh, they desperately want to be an entrepreneur. They definitely want to get into tech. They definitely want to, but they're afraid of the rejection. They're afraid of that because like we've been, you know, years and years of that programming of like, if I get rejected, it's like getting rejected by the tribe. And then it's basically, you're going to send me off into the woods to die by myself. Yeah. Right. And there's yeah. that, that weird association. How have you, have you seen people, a part of the tech startup, like evolve or combat this or things that they've done? Have you seen no. anybody kind of like deal with I this? I think they're getting worse. Oh, really? I think it is so popular to uh. just say, I have a startup now that no one wants to do any of the work related to having a startup. They just want to say they have a startup. Yeah. It's like, I think it's, it's getting worse. I'm like, I'm really proud of myself. I'm the real deal. Like I make things happen. I've, I've taken so many chances. I've invented things. I think so many people are just going to the mixer to talk about it, but not actually do anything. Oh, I love that. And I mean, let's, let's, let's kick this off then in terms of this, like you say a little bit about your journey from uh, not being an entrepreneur into, you know, you know, running and you know producing one of the the largest communities here in in, in LA can you can you talk a little bit about yeah. that so i feel like i've always been an entrepreneur since i was a little girl like i just remembered having i feel like i was born an entrepreneur or having visions of what businesses i wanted to create and so yeah that's always been me and it's been this my dad had a home office my mom was a speaker so i would just like really look at their independent lifestyles and and want to emulate that um but when I started taking action um, was when I started to get really into technology and try to like build websites myself before it was so tangible. Mm -hmm. And in building the first action sports social network, I then like got to learn a lot about creating communities and what that looks like. One of the biggest mistakes I made at that point was I tried to be everything to everyone. I was skateboarding and motocross and surfing and all these things were really the communities were very uh, singular. It was like, if you had a skateboarding community, you should just be skate, you should just be snow, you should just be moto, you know, you shouldn't be everything to everyone. And so with We Are LA Tech, the, my Los Angeles tech community, it's very specifically people in Los Angeles tech. With my women in tech community, it's women in tech. <laughs> like everything is very singular because of these mistakes I made earlier in my career. And I discovered that community is really creating uh, like true community. I, I have this really weird idea of the word community. Like people say, you know, you created community. I'm like, no, people in Los Angeles already existed who were already in tech. I view myself more as a facilitator. Mm -hmm like putting together the community that already exists because what is community it's really just people and then the the people the community just needs a facilitator so community is just already existing everywhere in the world every different city already has a community but someone needs to step up as the facilitator to bring everyone together yeah that the party host and that takes energy and that takes effort and so yeah. many more people would just want to show up to the party yeah you know, do book the, the DJ and do all the stuff. Yeah. And get everything ready. Yeah. And it's, it's a challenge and it takes, it takes energy to be able to pr yeah. produce that. And, 
and having that as a consistent driving force over yeah. time, what do you think? Was there a moment? Because you're right, the people already exist, right? But and this is ten years I've been doing We Are LA Tech, so a lot of consistency <laughs> for this community. So you're saying that anybody can go out tomorrow and just start it up, right? Just, just anybody. Just, everybody just, tries, just, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I've seen them all come and go. I like don't even see this competition. I'm like, okay, I'll support you, but I just don't know how serious you are. If you're just trying to capitalize on a trend, or if you actually care about the people in this community. There is a thing to that, um, which what you're talking about in in entrepreneurship is is that dedication over a long haul of time mm -hmm. versus someone come in and they're like, oh, I'm here for the community. What they're really yeah. saying is customers. Yeah. You know, I want to get a whole bunch of customers. And the way that I'm going to do that is by forming a community. So I'm going to have one big event. And yeah. why don't I have a community around me buying all my stuff? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so what they did, should let me know how that one big event goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've thrown big events before. It takes a lot of effort, and you're just like, you're like, you know, nah, nah. I'm, I'm gonna have someone else. I'll go to their party. Yeah, they're a good party. <laughs> what do you think are the typical like? I mean, besides the the duration of like, I mean, you've been in it for a long time. What do you think are some of the critical key pieces that people mess up when they're trying to kick off a community? Oh, well, my personal pet peeve is automated, automating authenticity. Like if every community builder, community builder who yeah. uses an automating tool to send me a message that is not personal, but tries to play it off as though it's personally to me, please stop. Like, it's very clear you just sent this to 50 people. Like, you obviously don't actually care about me as a human. So can you not pretend? Let's just be real. You have whatever you have going on. You want to tell me about it. So just tell me about it. Don't try to pretend like you wrote that just to me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that I, I have to say is I couldn't help but to think when you said automated authenticity, I'm like, I know someone's going to want to create a business out of that. Don't worry. No emotional risk. Go ahead and automate authenticity out the door, right? Because that's it's a good the, name, automated authenticity. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Trade, hashtag trademark. Someone's buying yeah. that URL right now. Ready, yeah. set, go. Making uh, making fifty business cards at Vista Print, yeah. kicking it out the door. <laughs> so, uh, so you're saying that the how does how does somebody overcome that that hurdle of being authentic, right? When they have all that fear, when they have that doubt, when they have that, you know, I'm not you know, insert whatever, like, what is that? What is that brave step forward if they're trying to be authentic? I mean, I think there's a, a difference between um, like imposter syndrome is a thing. So uh -huh. it's like if somebody's saying I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, maybe they just have imposter syndrome, but they actually are. Usually the people who care the most are the ones that have the most imposter syndrome because they care so much. So it's actually like a, a nice, healthy thing. Mm. Um yeah, I don't know what to tell you. There's so many people out there just looking to make as much money as possible. That's the majority of people. And um, and so they're going to automate uh, uh, what appears to be authenticity so that they could get more emails out so they could make more money and upsell more. It's really annoying. Mm. And the thing is, like, we're like really humans are like super good at smelling bullshit. Like, like, we yeah. can just, like, just, you're like, especially if you've been in the space, you're like, oh, that's an, came from MailChimp. That's an auto sender. That's yeah. this, that's this. The, but you're talking about like a lot of people want to make money, but then also there's the, uh, there's, I think you're looking at two sides of it. One, people want to make money, but they're actually 
just blatantly going out there. And then there's the other people that want to make money, but they just can't ask for the sale, right? That's, that's, mm. that's, 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 that's different elements. Yeah. I think it's that they, that, that we think when we're selling that we have to convince someone of something, mm -hmm. but what if we were just sharing a story and no one needed to be convinced of anything and they would just let you know if it's right or the wrong fit. Mm. If you're just sharing a story that's true and real, you're just sharing. So you're not selling. You're just yeah. like telling the story. Someone's like, yep, yep, that story works for me. Or nope, nope, that story doesn't work. And then next, whereas like selling is like, how can I convince this person yeah. that this gizmo is worth $75.99 and they're going to spend it? You know, like it's a different, it's a different way of looking at things. So I don't like, mm. I like to remove the words convince or get to out of my yeah. vocabulary. And instead, I like to truly understand people, what is actually valuable for them. I like to respect that sometimes they're in a place that like the thing that is really difficult for me is if someone buys something from me and then they don't use it, it like really bothers me. But that's like, like it's not my responsibility if they use it or not. All I could do is show up and say, hey, is there anything I could do to support you? I noticed you haven't used it. But beyond that, I'm just nagging. Like I'm just mm. being annoying. So there's a fine line between like respecting where someone's at mm -hmm. once they've made the purchase and before they've made the purchase, just sharing the story and letting them decide if it's right for them or not. Not trying to convince them. Yeah. What, what it makes me think about is it what it, you, in life, right? We understand that like word of mouth is one of the most popular ways to to move something along. And there's been things that like when I think about it, things that I really like, like uh, like like uh, Howlin Ray's fried chicken sandwiches in oh LA. Gosh, yummy. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? No, but that sounds oh. amazing. Oh, dude, dude. Howlin ah. Ray's. Oh my is god. OC. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so pay attention. This is gonna get a little meta. So listen okay. to me talk you about have to this. Send as, this to me later. As as if I was going to sell this to you. Yeah. But I deeply believe that they're like as a former food trucker kind of thing. Yeah. Helen Ray's fried chicken sandwiches is, is in Chinatown in an ugly strip mall in there. Uh, no offense to the strip mall people, but it's an ugly strip mall. There's yeah. nothing else around it. And they, their line is consistently between, well, when they had lines, COVID kinds of between yeah. one to two hours long. Right? Whoa. They kick it. And I think is I'm someone who's waited. I've created those lines for food trucks. Right. And almost always you eat it and you're like, not worth it. Yeah. Right? Every person I've ever seen in line there, they eat it. They're like, totally worth it. Totally no. worth it. They have, they are like, I looked them up on Yelp. One, I think they kicked off the um, Nashville chicken craze, like like in the in the West Coast. I think they're the ones yeah. that kicked it off. And they have more reviews. Like they're like top 10 reviews, like yeah. most reviews on Yelp than almost anything, right? If yeah. you look, if you look them up, redonkously, redonkously good. If you get them sent to you, if you get them like a like like postmated and stuff that yeah. you know it's fried chicken doesn't doesn't last for a while so you get it hot and fresh but like yeah. as a previous owner the culture was on point the communication was on point the friendliness was on point the flavor was on point yeah. the, everything was on point and it's one of those things that like i'll get multiple servings of it just to eat it for lunch and dinner because i don't get it very often yeah, yeah, yeah. um this is the salesperson like this is, is it's uh, sorry meaning yeah. the person who refers your thing like if you're wowing your customers enough or your audience enough, 
like they'll naturally refer you and that's the best kind of sale you can have. You can feel that you can feel the conviction in my voice because yeah. I, I deeply believe this. I You know have, I'm gonna go there. Now. I have no doubt if you go there, right? I, I yeah. you're gonna be like, Dylan, that was damn delicious. Thank you. Right. Like I know that's coming. Like I know yeah. that's coming. Unless you hate chicken, you're po possibly communist. I'm not too sure. You know, <laughs> but, but, but really it's it's delicious. It's super spicy. But that's but if you look at that from my perspective. Is that's yeah. true? I know that's true, and I believe that. And I think some people, when they go to um, communicate something, they don't really believe it. They don't really yeah. want it. They're not really into it. They don't. It's they, true. They're, they're just trying to make the money. Give me your money. They're extracting value, right? Well, I know that this is going to yeah. enhance your world. I know you're going to eat that chicken sandwich. You might get. You might gain a couple of pounds. I'm sorry. I apologize about that. But, I already have gained the couple. Yeah. I can have a couple more on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but but imagine if you. That's why one of the things I struggled with a lot is selling something that I made is very difficult for me. Like if I make something, it's very difficult for me to sell it, right? Because I know yeah. where it came from. I know how the yeah. sausage was made. And so there's a, there's a weirdness there and I had to get over that. Yeah. Um, but there's but there's something to that. Uh, when you, like with, with your community, right? There's some things that you were talking about that got me excited. Um, I'm not going to uh, dive into it just yet, but like for you, when you're communicating about like the the tech LA scene and what you're doing, like what, yeah. a, what about those things are you passionate about? What about those things like like, cause I'd, I'd love this kind of feel this yeah. from your side. Um, well, I mean, if you ask me like where I want to be in five years uh -huh. for me, the answer is I just want to feel joy right now. So uh -huh. I don't really have a five year thing. Okay. What, what interests me in doing the work that I do is I uh -huh. feel like I'm a, I'm an artist of human connectivity. So I just enjoy creating my human art mm. in all different forms. So when I reach out to someone on Twitter for We Are LA Tech or create an event for We Are LA Tech or put together a podcasting cohort or um, or build a social network or whatever it may be, build a mobile app, like everything at the core of it is I'm an artist of human connectivity. So it's mm. all an expression. I'm, I'm an advisor of a company called Intros, why does intros excite me? Because I feel like the founders are really dedicated to improving and enhancing the human connective experience. Like something that gets taken away from us, the mm. more digital we go, the more pandemic, the more fear mongering. So how do we enhance human connectivity globally? And I feel like the founders really are dedicated to that vision. And it's a, a vision that I align with. So yeah. anything related to the art of human connectivity is um is that's the common theme amongst our, writing my book everything my book is about how to create community but why do i want to write a book about how to create community because i want to enhance meaningful connection i want to empower other people around the world to create more human connection so everybody could be an artist uh, of human connectivity i love that I, I mean human connection is huge man i mean like people in solitaire like the like the, the worst thing that you can do is put someone that you know murder and rapists and all those terrible yeah. human beings that are in jail all that fun stuff yeah. the worst thing you can do is separate them and put them by themselves like we yeah. we need it and, and that's why the the pandemic was so rough on us is that we lost the ability to connect with people and totally. when you say meaningful connections right like what is when you talk about meaningful like what does that look like right how do you how do you define what meaningful is and 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 because I, I, if people are crafting meaningful connections is that just popping in and talking or what does that look like so um i think there's two kind of connections there's stare at someone's name badge just see if you, they they're the right person to get you something connection uh -huh. which is not 
just makes me want to stick a fork in my eye. And then there's actually caring about the human behind. I mean, this is, this is something wild and maybe something I shouldn't talk about, but I don't care. So last night I got like an angry message, like mm. someone, someone was concerned that, um, that I was like scamming them or something. It, it okay. was over nothing. And if there's anything about me, I'm the most integrity driven so far from a scammy person ever. So what it told me right away was, wow, they must have been really burnt by a lot of people to think that like, to think that, to need to project that onto me, right? Mm -hmm. And I just felt like from a human to human, I wanted to like be supportive of them. I wanted to continue to be part of their world. So to heal them, because I don't know, that's very Pisces of me to say, but I just felt terrible that they've had so many terrible interactions in the world that it came down to projecting this anger onto this really nice, like I am so nice and giving. And so like, like I just, just want everybody to be healed at the core and like love one another and be kind. Yeah. And the thing is we all show up, like we're all triggered and we show up by other triggers. And so my, my existence, like something about my existence triggered this person. And that was like, man, I just, I hope they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. So that's what, like, that's what I like. So somebody else would get the message that I got. And be like, yeah. what an a-hole. Like, <laughs> how dare someone call me that? F you. You know what I mean? Totally. But I didn't feel that. I felt like, wow, this is probably a person who has been through a lot of shit. Mm. And I wish we'd all just see that. And, like, people aren't an email subscriber. They're not, like, a, an app install. They're not, like, a digital. You didn't get their cat. They're human beings with families and concerns and insecurities and, like, wins that people aren't seeing and, and, and they're just like humans are, are like inherently we're like fragile and we're all trying to have this like tough exterior that we can like make it through life and everything's great. And then we see these magazines and these TV shows and we think everybody else has it figured out. And it's like, Oh, why don't I have it figured out? And I think there's very few people. I mean, even there is an interview with Elon Musk. He's like, I feel lonely. You know, Elon Musk, top of the world, fanboys for centuries and back. And he's like, I feel lonely. Like at the core, like we're, we're human, like we're human. So can't we just like show up for one another have some compassion, be kind, understand if someone's being irritable or like, or like bitchy or whatever, not to be walked all over. Like I don't believe in a-holes or douchebags, but sometimes people just react because they're hurt. There's a difference between reacting because you're hurt and someone inherently being an evil, bad person, you know, mm -hmm. evil, bad people can go to an Island. The people who are just hurt. I'm so sorry you hurt. And I feel compassion for you. That's a great way to, I mean, look at it. I mean, what I've noticed is this, is that a lot of that, when you're when talking about like the suffering is when it's focused on like myself, right? Yeah. When you're, when you pop off instead of me going, I'm not, I'm not a bad person. Uh, you're a bad person. Right. And then you, yeah. you have that, that, that thing versus like, I think this person is, I don't know them really. Yeah. My gut instinct is they're probably like a nice person having a really bad day. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, that happens a lot in um, 
the place where I get it and I'm probably, uh, I gotta be aware of it cause I'll slip is like in traffic. Yeah. Like, you know, and somebody cuts you off in traffic and you're like, I can't believe you. Ah, right. Versus I mean, the, the, the mindset being like, well, maybe their kid's sick. Maybe they're going to the hospital. Maybe someone's pregnant. Maybe there's that. There seems to be like a less empathy on the roads. Right. Especially in LA. Yeah. I, you know, I got, oh, I got man. to experience that at a conference I recently went to in LA and I was like, I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll give myself like an hour, hour and a half. It took two hours to get there. And at the end, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm cutting people yeah. off. I'm like, I can't take it. So, yeah, you know, it's, I like that perspective shift, but at the same time, it's like, how do, um, how do you, how do you hold empathy, right? As uh, for somebody else, right? Uh, you know, while they're in pain. Right. And that's a really interesting question that you're talking about right there is that if it's if you're feeling great and everything's awesome and they kind of hit you kind of impervious. But if you're struggling, you've had a bad day and you're in pain. Mm, you know, yeah. Holding. Also, I have a lot of I have a hundred thousand percent confidence in my integrity and my character. So mm. it was about a subject matter that you can't jolt me in. Like I. Like, whereas if like. um you, I, I was sharing this with uh, my cohort group this morning where sometimes people online will say, I say like too much on my podcast or something. <laughs> and I do have an insecure. I do think I say like too much. It really yeah. annoys me about myself. So when I see the comment that says, she says like, like too much, I'm like, oh, I know. And I hate it. And I want to stop and please like, you know, and it makes me feel so bad because I agree with it. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, the thing last night, I just like, all I felt was compassion. Like, mm. um, like the other day, even, um, when I was, um, walking, um, someone almost ran me over and, and it was a split second thing. And I turned around. I don't remember. I don't think I said anything. I don't remember, but I had some sort of reaction. It wasn't a big reaction, but it was like, um, some sort of reaction. And so to my reaction, the person told me off like called me nasty names in Los Angeles, called me nasty names. And I remember thinking, Esprit, if you just didn't react, they wouldn't have called you anything. They were only calling you these vulgar names because you reacted. Like the fact is you almost ran me over, like calm down, like, you know, but they didn't want to take responsibility that, and that's the same as life. It could be on a minor sense. Like people don't, Want to take responsibility for their mm. own shit, sit, like on everyone else, because holding on and owning your own stuff so hard. That that is a very, 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 very good point, and that happens with so many things of like entrepreneurships. Instead of instead of people leveling up and getting better at whatever it is that they, the efficiency, they blame the world, the, the timing, the other people, the yeah, uh, the why won't my employees work as hard as me? Why yeah. why insert the thing right versus yeah. look you want this to go and level up, you know, you got, you got some, yeah. you got some more to do. The tricky bit that I've faced that I would be super curious how you handled this. And so yeah. I've, you know, I've run a, a meetup group in orange County. Um, and mostly everyone's awesome. There is a very, very small percentage of people that are not awesome. Yeah. I'm surprised you found all the awesome people in Orange County. Just kidding. All, all of them are here. They left LA. <laughs> they said, we're not dealing with any traffic. Well. Esprit's over there. We got to come down to Orange County. <laughs> so they, uh, but there's people that 
lack of a better term can be toxic for whatever reason. Yeah. Day, yeah. They're having whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that. And, and I, and I can start the 1%, but I don't think it's 1%, but I've seen it. How do you, how do you manage if you're, if you're the caretaker of a group yeah. and someone is obviously toxic, but in pain, yeah. right. And they're floodlighting their emotions or whatever the things like that. Can yeah. you talk to me about a time or how you handle those types of situations where you, you want to be empathetic for them, but you also care about the group? Yeah. Well, okay. The first thing I, I'll start with is that I think all of us, including like assholes and bad people, like all of us, for the most part, want to feel seen. So it doesn't matter whether you're a good or bad person, you want to feel seen. Mm. Um, either you want to be like celebrated for your accomplishments or you want to be seen for how difficult something is for you. You just want to be seen, everybody. And so I think starting with how to make that person in pain feel seen is like a really good starting point because once someone feels seen, they feel just like they could take a breath. Like, okay, I'm seen. Like, mm. And then start from there. And then how do you like, you know, um, diffuse the situation in a way that's not going to create a, a thing? I'll even share with you this really fucking weird thing. I hope it's okay that I could. Yeah, 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 perfect. Let's keep rolling. I had, okay. What am I going to say? I had a private event a few weeks ago. Okay. Not posted anywhere. Mm -hmm. Someone who has done something malicious to me, like, like a small private event, like 12 people snuck in to my event like nothing and like just started introducing themselves and and I was like, huh. Now, that day, I was wearing my evil eye Turkish bracelet. First thing I did is I looked at it. I was like, you better protect me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a person that I have proactively kept out of my life for several years because they did things that were unkind. I couldn't even believe that they were there. Like I was like, I haven't, I hadn't seen this person in so many years that I was like, maybe it's not them. Maybe, you know, maybe it just looks similar to them. You know, yeah. I was like, this is the craziest, like, how is this even a thing? So I looked at my Turkish bracelet to give myself power to ground myself. Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't want to make everybody uncomfortable. And, um, I knew that this was just an opportunity to like to like do my best to be okay in the middle of the chaos and just kind of like I felt completely uncomfortable inside my body mm. but no one on the outside knew and I made sure to facilitate a lovely gathering and then that was that and it was odd person didn't say one word to me which was great because I didn't want to talk to them anyway. But remember, it's 12 people. It's not like, it's yeah, like, okay. you know. Like, yeah. Um, it was odd. Sometimes you just get, you know, people have their own motives in their life. And um, yeah, the only thing that would have been possibly acceptable, but still not because it was a private event that that person wasn't invited to. And I, like how they got the information, who knows? But mm -hmm. at least they could have been like, I know years ago did such and such. It was not okay. Hope it's okay. <clears throat> I'm here. I really want to, whatever, some sort of like 
So I could be seen. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It yeah. all starts with being seen. But that did not happen. The person was there on their own agenda. Uh, so you just so, kind of like you're like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep the peace and just kind of mm -hmm. uh, avoid. And everything. then I and then I put in precautions for future things. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. So, you, so immediately you, after. Yeah. 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 So yeah. you said some sort of some sort of double check kind of feature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so, like that, you know. So that was an example of like where there was someone that was like. You know, and I had to figure out how do I what how do I show up right now to best serve the group and do a little self-sacrifice myself? Because for myself, I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but that wouldn't have served the group and it would have made everyone uncomfortable. Yeah. It, I mean, it would have been an interesting Jerry Springer moment. You know, yeah, I'm you know, not hey, into chaos. Take, take my mic. I got this. We're gonna, we're, <laughs> we're going live. Yeah. <laughs> well, so 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 in that one, you had to kind of swallow it, take it in, and say, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let this pass. I'm just gonna sit in yeah. this uncomfortability, wait for it to go through, and just make sure that in the future that you know everything's okay. And, and I, by the way, and I was very uncomfortable for a long time after it was like yeah. simmering with me, and that's where I would have liked to evolve out of, like that I let them take so much of my energetic capacity is unfortunate. Mm. So my next step in my evolution is to be like, that happened. It was unfortunate and it is done. And now let me give my energy to something that deserves my energy. Mm. I mean, that's, that's a, it's a good evolution. It's, it, I mean, going down like the, like the progression, right? You have emotional regulation and, and, and then you have like, like, the actual ability to control your actions, right? So you you made the the step of not yelling, punching, hitting, kicking, biting the person, but you kind of but it's on the emotional side. Of it. But trying to let that go when it's simmering inside you, that's that's going to be a hard one to 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 take in, especially because yeah. when you run the groups. Oh, CK is here. Oh, CK. Oh, us here. CK is part of my my cohort community, part of my LA Tech community. Hi, CK. <laughs> CK is a good friend of mine. CK is a oh, friend. is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, CK. What's up, CK buddy? CK is doing amazing stuff in the mindset and wellness space. He is a beast. Yeah. He is very like his dedication, like thoughtfulness that he does with stuff. He's a very yeah. good at uh, 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 mindfulness thoughts and curations. It's a, he's yeah. a. It, Awesome, awesome guy. That's cool. Hey, CK, thanks for coming to the party. Have you ever uh, read the book Way of a Peaceful Warrior? Mm -mm. I read that book when I was, I think, 14 or 15. I'm going to reread it, actually. I feel like this is a good moment. But I feel like CK is like the modern day Way of a Peaceful Warrior. He's like, <laughs> he's like trying to figure out how can he kind of elevate everyone in a yeah. very like, I don't know if the right words, copacetic energy, like of calming energy, like how can he elevate as many people at one time in a very like grounded way? Yeah. Um, reminds me of the book Wave of a Peaceful Warrior. Yeah. And just noted it. I'll, I'll take I'll take a look at it. And uh, yeah, I like CK's. I always feel like his hair is blown in the wind. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's he's, true, he's, yeah. He's got that like, yes, let's go this. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool though. Like what's crazy though is like, so how did you, as, as an example, how did you meet CK? Oh, I don't remember anymore, but through LA Tech. I mean, it was several years ago. Yeah. And now he's part of my my podcasting world, which is really cool. I'm sad. My so speak going back to kind of like communities and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the cohorts that I create, I don't duplicate the same cohort. Mm. And I don't even know if I'll do another cohort again. Um, 
but um, these cohorts are just an expression of my human art. So I did, uh, I did one called 30 and 30. Now mm -hmm. I'm doing one called podcasters experience. It's going to end in a week or so. And I'm already sad to like not be with these amazing people all the time. So I think that's, I think that's when you have a really great uh, community is when um when you just genuinely care like that, that to me, I think people throw around this word community and they think it's setting up a circle group or a Slack group and then charging them whatever and like setting up automated messages. And they're like, I have a community or discord. And then I have a community, you know, it's like, no, it's like genuinely care about the human beings and all their lives that are inside mm. that little world of yours. Yeah. And what's, um, What's interesting about that, would you talk about this, like with CK, like right, the reaction, and apparently uh, he uh, met us through VAC. Uh, I don't mutual. know what VAC is. Uh, VAC Sambath, I think it was, was back in the day. He's got um, some AI marketing company. I'm sorry, VAC, if I don't remember the name of it, but. I'm sorry, VAC. <laughs> hey, buddy. Um, but if you look at this, right, what, what I think is, what I think is interesting, right, talking about meaningful connections, progress, yeah. community. What is it? What does it all turn into? Like the the process of turning from a complete stranger into a friend, into an acquaintance, an yeah. acquaintance into a friend, into an, like a friend into like a battle buddy you have for life, yeah. right? Going through this type of process. They first start with some random meeting at possibly some community event. Yeah. And then you guys meet up for coffee and then, and then you're going along that path to me. That's a really interesting path and gradient mm -hmm. i mean and I've, I've experienced that with the podcast too where like you know you know reach out hey what's up and then you come on we have a conversation and then you know sometimes it evolves into you know into a, a friendship into alliance into battle buddies right and for someone that's hosted communities i imagine yeah. that you're some somewhat like jane goodall watching monkeys eating popcorn going okay what are they going to do next you like watching <laughs> the people go back and forth and they're talking and stuff how have you seen the progression from strangers to yeah. like allies in life. What have you seen along that path that okay. stands out to you? I love that you're asking because that's the part that I love where the people in the community form relationships amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. The part that's hard for me as a nucleus is I'm not looking necessarily to create more relationships. Like I'm actually an introvert and I'm pretty like tired and I, I really want to make sure I'm cultivating really strong friendships with my friendship base, like for since I was a child and my family. And so when, when, when a lot of community members or even, even a small few start to like need more of me beyond the community that's really tough for me because I'm like, no, you don't understand. I just gave all the extra energy I had in the community. I don't have any more. Now I'm in my like cocoon recharging. Yeah. And like the cocoon energy is for like my best girlfriend, Gila, my best girlfriend, Cam, go visit my mom and take her to dinner. You know, like that's my cocoon. And so now you're asking to tap into my cocoon. And I just feel like, Ah, like, I'm just gonna be really bold. I feel like it's almost like selfish, you know, like. 
like it, honor that I need to recharge too. I don't know. Maybe that's too controversial, but do you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so funny. Cause I'm also an introvert. Like I, like I know it's it, people go, oh, you're not introvert. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The reason why yeah. I do these one-on-one -on -one conversations is I like one-on-one -on -one conversations in yeah. this type of situation where we can, we can, we can, we can cultivate this, but at the same time is like, yeah, you have an inner circle. I have an inner circle that is just, just a very few people that I can charge where I can be myself and let go yeah. without needing to feel like I'm of service. Yes. Ooh, of shoot. service. Yes. That, <laughs> that, uh, that's yes. That, that I think is what is expected of me when I'm in my cocoon Yeah. that like, I'm not trying to be of service inside my cocoon. Yeah. It's like having, it's like having yeah. an event. It's like having an in-person event and someone shows up three hours early. Right. Yeah. And you're like, look, I'm trying to like get everything together. I can't be a host to you. There's a bowl of chips over there. Just feel free to eat as many as you yeah. like, but I'm too, I'm, I'm. Unless you want to help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I feel you on that thing where you need time to recharge where, and part of recharging could be connecting with the, the it's interesting though, how some people like recharging energy is with a small group of people that you, that you can be yourself with or whatever, be yourself. It's like, not even, honestly, that's not even recharging for me. It's just important to me because the fact is I am wealthy because of my relationships mm -hmm. and meaning no matter what happens to me in my life, no matter how much or how little I have, like my girlfriend, Holly, who I've known for a long time. She's amazing. And there was a, a time in my life where I couldn't pay rent and she paid my rent. That's she's my family. That's my friend. You know what I mean? She doesn't yeah. care what stage I'm on, where I live, what I'm wearing, what I she just loves me for me. And now I wouldn't necessarily like recharge by being with her or anyone else because my recharging is like strictly being alone. I have a little bit of personal energy, I'm going to want to invest it into like her making yeah. sure she's good. She's okay. Am I loving you? Am I being a good friend to you? Like, and my other girlfriends, you know, like I only have, I'm only one person and I only have so much. And so for me, my journey in being like a giver and my default being to self-sacrifice, even my did I tell you this already? Even my editor made fun of me this morning. He's like, look, I've worked with you for years. And like, I have never seen someone so consistently over deliver tenfold. Like you really need to take care of yourself more, <laughs> you know? Um, like, like if I'm not there for me, uh -huh. I can't serve others. And so it is really important that I master boundary setting, master being able to say no, cutting things off, just because someone wants to take me to coffee, I don't give in and say okay because I feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. That's I've seen. I've seen that happen so much. Uh, well, I experienced it a lot when I was throwing events where you're the host, right? And so they want your time, right? So then everybody wants your time, but you're contributing to the creating the creation of the community. And so yeah. like, hey, can can we have a sidebar conversation? I have a stealth company. I need to get your feedback yeah. on a thing. Where in, insert the like they don't have the. I don't, I don't not make up stories, but there's, yeah, they don't have the confidence to step out and do what you're doing. So they want to have these sidebarred conversations, right? This, and, and that's a, that's a challenge to set those boundaries. Can you talk to me about a time where you're putting together an event or something like that? Right. Yeah. And you, you, you have to say no, right. For yourself. Cause I think that is a, for people that people please and put that stuff out there, me being one of them, it's very difficult to say no. Can you yeah. talk about a time that I mean, it happened this morning, um, yeah. not related to an event, but it just happened this morning. And 
I knew that if I said like a direct no, it would seem like I'm an asshole. I'm not an asshole. I'm allowed to say no. But when when people are so like emotionally connected to your work and per by perception to you, it just, it feels like, it's like, you know, your favorite movie star or maybe like a favorite YouTuber. YouTuber is probably a better example. And you feel like you know them. But it's mm -hmm. like a one-sided thing because you don't you only know them in their YouTube videos. So like it's kind of like that. And so the way I I guess I said like a soft no without saying no, because I'm just very sensitive that I'm not looking to hurt anyone's feelings, but I'm also not looking to overtax or to like give more of myself where that's not required of me um, mm. or be manipulated into giving. Mm. I think, I think I get that a lot, like this manipulation into giving. Is it when you're talking about other people manipulate you into giving? Is or or attempt to. Attempt to? Yeah. And then, okay. And then, and then I you... need to just be really good at boundary setting and, and be like, you know, I have to stop for a second. I do feel bad. So I have to stop and I'm like, this person is not my responsibility. I need mm. to be okay. I am allowed to be okay. I am tired. I do not have the capacity to give extra right now. And that is okay. Done. Mm. Is that the boundary setting when you're hosting a community? Is that one of the biggest challenges? Like when putting together these groups is, is the boundary setting pieces or is there, cause that's, cause I imagine that would be, cause you want people to be happy. You want to be the host with the most, the hostess with the mostest. You yeah. Know, like, is that the, is that the greatest challenge boundary setting? Is that um, I think that's the greatest challenge for me just as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, and it comes with all of the things. I think the greatest challenge with community specifically mm -hmm. is, um, um, integrity for the community. Like the kind of communities that I set up are done with intention. And so there's no flaking. There's no blase-ness. Like you either fully show up and you're there or you don't. Um, and if you don't, then you're not the right fit for the community. So if you're just kind of like a tire kicker, that's not the right, you know, match for my community. So mm. me making sure that everybody is the right culture fit is an essential part of my community building process. But for, for me personally, it's boundary setting. God. Yeah, there's a, there's I guess a culture fit is a form of boundary setting. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, then, then well, have you ever had to? Uh, um, yes. Oh, please continue. <laughs> Eliminate the community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you please talk to me about a time of how you did that? Uh, while, while, because uh, it's a really tactful, it's a, it's a challenging thing, right? Somebody that wants to be of service, but then you got to give someone the boot. Right. Yeah. What but the thing is, because I am investing myself, my energy, my time, my money, yeah. I don't want to invest it on people who I don't feel appreciate it. So it's, but I do say things in a very win-win way. But some, like one person, this is years ago, one person knew there were no guests allowed, yeah. contacted me asking if they could bring a guest. I said, no. They knew I wasn't going to physically be there, so they brought a guest anyway. And I knew right away. And this is something I pay for. I pay for the event. So, like, I knew anyway. Yeah. And, like, after that, 
they were not the right fit. You you blatantly disrespected me. You are not the right fit for my community. But I didn't say it that way. I said it in a much softer way. But I'll always remember. <laughs> I'm very black or white. If you go on my blacklist, it's a problem. Yeah. It sounds like it's hard to get there. But when you're there, you're there. Yeah. 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 I, I, my therapist would probably want me to be a little bit more open-minded about my blacklist. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel the same way with almost a little bit like with employees of if you bring somebody on and you're working with them, like you want to give them a chance, but then like it gets to the point where you want to get rid of them, but it takes too long. And then yeah. like, and no one's ever like, from never heard of, you've never fired someone too soon. Right. Yeah. You're always like, man, I should have done it way sooner, but you want to give people a chance. You want to have the benefit of the doubt. You want to have those things. But then that having a toxic part part uh, person and part of the community or the company or whatever, it will weigh down everything else and it will eat away at the group. And so it's like, how quick, you know, how quick can you pull that trigger so that you can save the group, save the team, save the company. It's a, it's a hard thing to because you, you want, you care about people, obviously you yeah. want to give people the benefit of the doubt, Yeah. but finding that balance seems to be tricky. Yeah. It's a lot of work to run a community. Yeah. Good luck to everyone out there. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I know. You can do it. Um, people would just think being a social man, a social media manager means you're a community builder. They're two entirely different skill sets. Yeah. Well, people kind of lump it all together, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to go ahead and build a community and do social media management, create content. And do like, There's a lot of specialized jobs in there or someone wearing 12 different hats. It's, it's yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Um, what what advice would you give to people that are starting a community? What would you say to them? I actually sent this out this morning that the most important thing for a community builder is to make sure you're okay so that you could serve to the best of your ability. And so you always want to be serving from a place of overflow, not from your reserves. Nice. Mm, I, I mean, I mean, the whole topic we talked about right now make, that makes so much sense right now is be good yeah. with you so you can be good for others. Yeah. yeah. Even on my team call this morning, I was talking to my editors about like potentially doing something else in the cohort thing. And one of my editors was like, do you, do you want to like, just forget about everything else. Like, he's like, you sound really tired. Do you want to? And I'm like, no. It's like, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is a great <laughs> advice. Do you want to? No, then don't. You're good. Unless you make a previous commitment to yourself. Like I'm going to do this for this long. Right? I had like a TikTok challenge where I said, I'm going to do 90 TikToks yeah. in a row just to get used to that short yeah. form content. And there was days I didn't want to. And I was like, I said, I wasn't going to, but I'm going, okay, I have to, I have to. And that's that in self integrity. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's finding that balance. Um, I think it's a different be difference between like a challenge and maybe like start starting a project or saying yes to a project or something. If like, if it's like right now I'm trying to choose, like, am I okay energetically? Am I run down? Is my house a mess and blah, blah, blah. Am I not working out? Mm. But yet I'm going to take on this new project anyway. Well, how about I take care of me first? Yeah. And then see where other projects are. That's crazy. Yeah. So, so with all the things that you're doing, right, and in the, in the communities and part of the groups and everything else, like, what is your or your holy grail? What is your flag in the sand on top of a mountain? And and you know, what is the what is it you hope to kind of achieve by you know all of this, um, you know, energetic energy you're putting into everything? Um, inner ease while living a purposeful life. 
inner ease while living a purposeful life. So you're saying the 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 holy like, grail yeah. is to put yourself out there enough to where you feel a purposeful life while making it easy. No, no. Um, no, it's to go inward enough that I'm living a life of ease and health, but that my work is all purposeful. So when I'm exerting myself, it's with purpose, but that on my own in private and more often than not, I feel inside my body and my mind inner ease and a calm and, and a vibrance, you know, just like right now I don't, my house is a mess. I'm tired. Like I don't feel I've been eating junk food and not exercising the last few days. Like um, I don't feel any inner ease at the moment. So by not feeling any inner ease, it's going to look like I showed up to this interview frantic. I, I wasn't like ready, ready. And then I was like, oh, go the, the video. Like there's this like frenetic energy. Mm -hmm. And it that's probably the same for like everything that I've done today is probably like an air of this frenetic energy because like I'm starting a, at a base that's like frenetic. So if I'm operating from a place of vibrancy and ease, then I will show up with vibrancy and ease into my purposeful work. Like I'm showing up to you right now to serve others. So this is purposeful for me, but like I'm showing up not from a place of inner ease. Mm, yeah, to kind of, you're, you're, you have the purpose, but it's not frictionless for you. It's, it's effortful. And yeah. so. Yeah, well. No, 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 no. It's perfect, but I just don't feel ease. Like the two don't have anything to do with one another. Inner ease What's has to do with me. Ease? Like inner ease has to do with me being healthy personally. Uh -huh. and purposeful has to do with my work. Got it. So then, so the ease when I when I when, when I hear when you say the word ease, what you're talking about is like a, tired, run down, mm -hmm. burnt out. Like I have more of that energy going on right now. Yeah, you don't you don't have that calm, powerful, calm energy. That yeah, oh. that's just like soft joyous vibrance yeah. yeah yeah that exudes confidence and finds seeks out positivity and embraces the moment it's just better it's like it's more and more enjoyable life to operate from a place of inner ease it's such a shame that i'm like let me just eat the junk food and sleep <laughs> four to six hours and Oh my God, you know, like my body, like when I'm really healthy, my body feels light. My stomach feels like light, Dude. like, you know, my whole, and when I, right now I feel like, I feel like there's a heaviness to my corpse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's just different. You're grinding the gears, right? They're not lubed up. Right. And so you're, yeah. you're like forcing the, the, the motions, right. It's mm -hmm. like on, it's like a bike thing. that's on super hard. Right. You're just trying to pedal through everything. Yeah. What do you, what do you think is like for you to get to that point? Like, what do you think is like the biggest, like, uh, what we call like a dragon? What would be the dragon you need to overcome to get to that purposeful inner ease? I mean, for me, my dragon is organizing my house, but I don't <laughs> have the time to do that. It's driving me crazy. Um, you know, in all sincerity, the dragon is choice. The way I got there just a few weeks ago was I chose to. And mm. the way I got where I am right now is I chose to, <laughs> you know? So a few weeks ago, I was just fine. But then I like, 
I, I like went away for a day and for whatever reason, the choices I made that day, then like snowballed into the next day and the next day. And then after now it's been like a week where I've been eating, eating shitty and everything's crazy and blah, blah, blah. Right. So mm -hmm. I was like on a good track. And before that good track, I was on a bad track. So I just like the night before I was like, that's it. I'm prioritizing my health no matter what, when I wake up priority. And I did. It was, that was the only difference. I just chose. And then I stopped choosing and then, or I chose something different, you know? And so I just have to go back to choosing the other way again. It's very weird that I wouldn't just choose that because it felt better before, but for whatever reason, I'm having resistance to switch back again. Absolutely makes a ton of sense. Absolutely. Makes, there's, there's been times in my life where I've, I've had a lot of power. Like there was a diet called wild fit, which is I like, don't know it. it's like keto without the fun. Yeah, it's. I didn't even know keto was fun. Yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's plants, vegetables, and that's what you get. That's what you get. There's no stevias. There's no. There's no yeah. fat. There's no cheese. There's yeah. no nothing. And I did it for a little while, and I felt so amazing. I felt so amazing. And then I went to really? New Orleans. Oh, I felt so powerful. Amazing. It felt so great. But wow. I then went to New Orleans. Yeah. And then I came across char grilled oysters yeah. and all and it's just, I was, and then I was off, I was, I was, uh, I was off the wagon into the tracks, into the woods, never to return yeah. again. And yeah. I, and I remember it, but just getting back to that point. Feels that so choice, heavy. That choice, man. You're talking about that. It's so hard. So right. hard. It's yeah. very, it's very bizarre how hard it is, but it's because like, it's not bad that you went to new Orleans, you ate whatever. So why can't we just do that? Give her and then switch back. Like, why does it have to be this like downward trajectory? You know, a lazy monkey me gets sad when I have to give up the food that I get to eat on and indulge in. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Just meow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so, it so hard. I feel um, you. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's, it's interesting. But I mean, this, but these are the struggles of humanity, right? We're bringing it back with like technology. Everybody wants to be a startup. Nobody wants to put in the effort. Yeah. Everybody wants this. Everybody wants the the money from the sale, but people don't want to ask for sale. Everybody wants to be of service, but they don't want to put in the time. Yeah. Right? There's that. There's that. This duality issues that keep hitting mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Know? So what do you like? You know, like you lock and, yourself in your house and don't talk to anyone and just like wait to come out till it's all over. <laughs> that you know what? That's a good good strategy. By the way, when you're talking about the dragon is your house, I don't know why I pictured like a dragon in an apron, like a little dustpan. Like, I don't know oh why God. I was in my mind. I need the... that dustpan. <laughs> By the way, look what my girlfriend sent me. Podcasters love. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. Yeah, you can see it. That's, That's beautiful. the kind of friends I have. Like she was so excited about my cohort. She sent like that friendship, you know? That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, that's, I mean, but those gifts, man, that show that they care. You know, yeah. you, you feel that love. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's, it's been absolutely awesome to have you on the show. Could you please, you know, let us know, like, what are you up to these days? Like, is there anything you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how to get a hold of you? I know you have this podcast cohort. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Um, so that's just ending. So there's uh -huh. not another one right uh -huh. now. Uh, you could go to just message me on Twitter at Esprit Devora. Um, yeah, message me on Twitter. Uh, I guess if, if people were interested, I have 
I'm trying to keep it small though. <laughs> I have, I have a mastermind that I'm doing as a community service. So it's free and it's, mm-hmm. um, and it's to learn how to write, um, read worthy tweets. Um, and it's a bunch of us holding one another accountable to improve our writing skills. It's a private mm-hmm. thing. If you wanted to be a part of that and you were committed, just DM me on Twitter at Esprit Devora, or you can email Esprit at hey.com and uh, I'll invite you, but only if you're committed, like keeping it small and, uh, and it's free. It's like a three month thing. Um, yeah, but just say hi on Twitter if you want or Instagram or Esprit at Hey.com, all the places. Just take care of yourself. Go for a walk. Don't message me. Just like go for a walk, (laughs) put your feet in the grass and like feel the grass. Don't message me and leave your phone behind. Just like, Stand in the grass and feel like the sun, even if it's snowing, feel the snow, whatever it is, just be. Yeah. Mm. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful message. Really. I, and that's, uh, it's taking the time for you. Right? Yeah. yeah. Remember your intuition is your Oracle. So if your intuition is telling you that you need rest, you need to just rest. If your intuition is telling you to jump on that flight, jump on that flight. Like your intuition is your GPS system to forming your dream life. Mic drop on that one. Yeah. All right. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so Thank much for coming to the show. It. This was great. This was great. We did we it. We are heroes of reality. Yeah, we, we've made it through to the end, video <laughs> and all, right? Yikes. Nobody. It's fantastic. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on. I really appreciate it. You got it. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, guys. Take care. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.